podcast is brought to you by TNA from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, we're going to take our cups to the old town. Hometown bar. Oh, you were, but you didn't sing alone. Guys, I wanted to hear you sing it. The point was to say it together. <sighs> the song was made together. We... You know, we did say we were going to make up a song, a new, a new song, a new country song. Yeah, for your 600s. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. We got no time. <laughs> nah. We got, we got no time. Like, we got no time. <laughs> anyway. Well, we got a seven and a half hour road trip tomorrow. Okay. Should we do part well, two I of guess, this podcast for tomorrow? I guess, see, now we just okay. confuse people because they're listening to it. Oh, yeah. My bad. Well, we're recording this live from Nashville. Hey. And was today's Sunday. Today's Sunday. Is it Sunday? I think. Yeah. It's oh, it is Sunday. It's definitely Still. Sunday. <laughs> Still Sunday. Still Sunday. Last, our last day here in Nashville. Oh, psych! <laughs> I'm so glad I'm going home. We're out of here. No, no, uh, no regrets. I'm just done. No, no regrets. No regrets. Ready to go back home to my lifestyle. And start working again. Yeah. And eating like a normal human being. Oh, I know. <laughs> we said no counting <clears throat> calories in Nashville, but we didn't even like overindulge. We just no, we just had a big old pizza, just the two of us. Yeah. Got some around Reese's half the Reese's box. ice cream butter yeah. box. Yeah. After we had, what did we have for lunch today? What did we have for? Oh, lunch? the chicken. Yeah. The, the, that was our lunch slash breakfast. Yes. We missed because breakfast. Surprise, surprise. We didn't wake up in time for the breakfast. We were dead. Yeah. I passed out dead. The only thing that Why? woke me up was... Because you were drunk. Yeah. Well... I was sober. Yeah. Right. I was sober as a whistle. Continue to be a responsible <laughs> human being. Exactly. Right. All the time. Surrounded by drunk people here in Nashville. Got it. Got <laughs> I got pretty drunk. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's beyond the point. point. Everyone knows people get drunk in Nashville. Yes. Not to your level, but yes. Actually, even worse. People do get pretty drunk. Saw a lot of people walking around. We avoided puke today. Yeah, we, we did. almost stepped in puke. That's because a nice guy saved yeah. me. Yeah. I was recording and walking and not looking at my surroundings, of course, typically, typically, typically. Social media influencer Right, but you were right there, so I trusted you. Know? I was showing you the pizza that we were eating for your content. Yeah, right. So I was walking and then the guy from far away says, hey, watch out for, what is it? No, he no, said, no, he said, watch out for Yeah, the, he said, look out for the puke. For look out for the puke. I'm like, thank you, nice guy. Thank you. See, people in Nashville are nice. There's a lot of people here that are nice, right? Except the waiters. Except the waiters. Hey, they're, don't bash the waiters. You know, what if a Nashville person is listening to this? Then, if you're a waiter in Nashville, make sure you're one of the good ones. Yes, please. Because we only had one good one. Yeah, this whole trip was like funny. Bartenders and bouncers out there? Yeah. Great job. Yeah, everybody else? Hmm. <clears throat> But yeah, it started on, we got here Friday. Yeah. After it, what, we left Chicago, we left the house at what, 8? 
eight in the morning. About yeah, eight in the morning, and we got here before six. Yeah, and we stopped. Yeah. And we stopped to eat. Only one stop. One stop. We stopped to eat. One stop. I held in my pee for four hours. You're welcome. <laughs> I've been practicing. I've been. You not. also passed out for like an but hour. But it helped, trip. didn't it? <laughs> I didn't have to forget about my... I, I didn't have to think about my pee, so I fell asleep. That, that's the thing. Is just, yeah. As soon as you feel like you have to pee, just... Just, just shut down. Yeah. I mean, we made it here alive, so I was kind of glad when I woke up. It got sketchy in some spots, but... Yeah. Made it through. We got here right before 6 o'clock. Yeah. I don't even remember what we did anymore. Um... What do we eat? What was our first meal here? Oh, the taco place. Taco. There's a <laughs> yeah, of course. I, yeah, of course. There's a Mexican restaurant attached to the hotel that we're staying at. Yeah. Good food. Good food. Bad service. Bad service. He checked in once, and then he checked in twice. The first time he checked in was to get our um, get our order. Yeah. And then the second time, just so we can pay our bill. Yeah, and then we had to call him over to pay the bill. Yeah. And then as I'm signing the receipt. Yes. Everything okay? I'm just like, <laughs> I'm supposed to ask that. that while we're eating, guy. Like, come on. Because you were waiting for hot sauce. No, you never got your hot sauce. I never got my hot sauce. It was hot less. <laughs> Get it? No. I don't. No, that was bad, 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 Ooh. bad. Yeah, it was bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's forget about that. <laughs> anyway. See, she was inspired because the reason we're here in Nashville yeah. was to see... Hey, you dance. Hey, no, I was here to see the bands. Right, no, I was here to have fun. No, no, okay, fine. We wow. were here. Wow, we were here to watch wow. The Undertakers. Wow. The disrespect, one man show, one dead, dead man, man show. show. Get it right, okay. Yeah, we didn't do I mean. As some of you may know, I'm turning into a bit of a groupie for this dude. <laughs> when this is a whole You're turning into you've been a groupie guy. Apparently. Apparently, because the whole it. reason for going to Texas in April was to see him get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Right. Which was a great speech, by the way. Great speech. It was. And then we got wind that he was doing this one-man show in Nashville. So I was like, oh. I want to go. I want to go see him talk again. We did. We didn't know what to expect. There's like no description of the show. There's Mm-mm. no, hey, this is what this is going to be. So I didn't know if we were going to see a stand-up comic version of The Undertaker or a TED Talk Undertaker. The Preacher but, Undertaker. The Preacher Undertaker. But he's, he was good. He was funny. He was, was really funny. Side of him that we've never seen before. He was really funny. We can't show you guys anything of it because they locked up our phones in a little... Little pouch. Time out. Yep. Mm. No phones. No phones allowed. Until we left and then they unlocked the, the little pouch thing. Yeah. That was crazy, but that was it was new. worth it. That yeah. was new. Mm-hmm. It was, it was definitely that. worth it though. So since then Nene thought she's funny and now she's trying to be a comedian. No, I mean look at me. Just look at me and you laugh. I don't have to there say will be another like, video coming soon on the Instagram of why we left. Yeah, it's just um, the way that I look. You make fun. Oh of yeah. Me. 
That's make what fun it is. Of me. That's what it is. You're making fun of me. That's what it is. You make fun of yourself. It's not me. I like I like I like his his personality is like out there. He shows his humility. He doesn't, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. No, but at the same time, like you said. Super humble, mm-hmm. very thankful. And it was the first time that he's ever done anything like this. Yeah. So that was new too. Yeah. The part that he, he opened up the show saying he's like, I got good news and bad news. The good news is you guys are the first audience to see this show. Mm-hmm. And then people cheered and then he's like, Alright, the bad news is you guys are the first audience to see this show. Yeah. You know, so he's like, We'll figure it out together. But it was real cool. He was just it was cool because he was having conversations with people like fans had an opportunity to, to ask questions and stuff and yeah. he had a story for everything that they gave him you know and then the one lucky bastard at the end Undertaker invited him up on stage nerdiest to looking guy ever yep nerdy nerdy Literally, like with glasses and a polo He's shirt bad jokes not saying that you guys are not nerdy but for the ones that say that way glasses and polo shirts I apologize okay fine <laughs> yes. good job now but it's a good nerdy. No. It's a good yeah, he got him a shot with the he Undertaker. He was fun, yeah. He got up there and got to live my dream. But it's okay. I'll see Undertaker on Sunday again when he's in shape. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you laugh afterwards, but you know then where you're going to go. I, I laugh because I cry on the inside because there goes all my monies. Again, you're a sponsor. He, yeah, well. You're a sponsor. That all of that is gonna go towards a payment to have him on the podcast one day. There you go. I'm convinced of it. Sending it up into the universe. Send it in the universe. (laughs) He's probably gonna listen to it one day. One day. And he's like, I knew that kid was real creepy. Yeah. He'd probably say that. But you guys can take a shot. Oh, you took a shot. Talk about the shot. Oh yeah, he he opened the show too. He held up and we had before the show got we got there what nine thirty ish. Yeah. And the show was supposed to start at time, but seeing as none of us had our phones, we didn't. <laughs> Nene thinks she's cool because she wears a watch, right? Yeah. And we're yeah. sitting there waiting for the show to start, and there's a little kid <laughs> that is sitting a few seats down, and he musters up all his courage. Excuse me. Can you tell me what time it is, please? And Nene's like, my phone's like that. And then we're just pointing to her watch, and she's like, oh... It, it, there's no battery it doesn't work it's just for the show uh, and kid's like oh okay and he sat back and his dad was just staring like <laughs> judging you know, right with the I'm judging his face and we're trying to laugh it off with the guy and he's just <laughs> just not moving anything no it was just didn't have batteries it's hard to pull batteries in those those type of watches but no he opened the show and we you know we had gotten some whiskey and I was like you know what I'm going to save a little bit of this whiskey because I don't want to go back in that line at the yeah, bar. Yeah, thanks for telling me. I, I didn't even say I, it. I drank it. You were thirsty, apparently. Yeah. But then I was like, I'm going to save a little bit here for the show. And we opened the show. He pours himself a shot. Mm-hmm. And he cheers to the crowd. So I got a shot with him just from a distance. There you go. You this see? You the next goal. Beer. We got it. Clink. That's the next one. And then kill a bottle of whiskey with him. It'll be easy. But, well, it's, it's the way that man drinks, yeah. He drinks his own bottle of whiskey. <laughs> he probably drinks his own, yeah. Yep. But no, it was, 
it was a, it was a good experience. I I really enjoyed it. It's, if I have not convinced you guys to look into the Undertaker, I'm not saying to start watching wrestling, but just look at some of the stuff that he's done now that he's retired. Listening to his interviews, he's he's got a lot of good stories. Yeah. The story that you I were like. an Undertaker fan before you were a wrestling fan. I was. Mm-hmm. Right. But I was more of a Mark Holloway. Yeah. And that's because I got to know him more mm-hmm. as a person and human because being. Because he was like already talking by then. Yeah, already pretty much done with his wrestling side by exactly. the time by the time I dragged you into my obsession of the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he is he's very wise mm-hmm. and he has such a unique point of view with the wrestling industry. Yeah. And everyone gives him so much respect for it mm-hmm. because he knows so much of it. Experience-wise, he's the most experienced. Yep. And he's willing to talk about it. I mean, other other um, other wrestlers are also up there, but like Ric Flair. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, like him and other ones, but they're, they don't have what he has. Yeah. And then he's young. He's willing to speak. He didn't speak for thirty years. Mm-hmm. What was that one term that you that he said that kayfabe? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love Any that. wrestling fans out there trying to explain kayfabe to someone whispering because we're in the middle of the show? It, it, kayfabe. I, it, I think it came from Pig Latin. Have you, have you heard Pig Latin? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it's supposed to be. For it's supposed to be like fake. Kayfabe mm. is like the the right way to say fake for wrestlers. Oh. Kayfabe is just they're staying in character, and that's what the Undertaker did. He kept kayfabe because he stayed in character all the time. Exactly, and that was what stood, made him stand <clears throat> out from all the wrestlers. Yeah, because he notices that. Well, he would notice that. I mean, even just wrestlers, wrestlers in general, if they're not in the ring themselves, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't break that. He yeah. goes. To be in the Undertaker all the time, yep. and he said it. He felt weird, and he still wasn't sure. He's like, "Can yeah, you say this? Can I, can I do that?" Mm-hmm. Right. And now with this thing, he told a lot of Good interesting story. stories. What was your favorite? The Hogan story. What was it? The Hulk Hogan. Uh, Undertaker became the youngest WWE champion um, one year after he showed up in the company, and he beat Hulk Hogan to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm gonna break kayfabe here. For anyone that doesn't know and doesn't want to have your bubble bursted about professional wrestling, cover your ears right now. (laughs) But professional wrestling is scripted and predetermined. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm the one that had to say it. But what it's not, it's not fake. (laughs) Okay? Yeah. It's predetermined. Okay. So anyway... Undertaker gets the belt. The company obviously sees something in him after just one year, and they're like, you're going to be Hulk Hogan. I know everyone listening knows who Hulk Hogan is. Whether you yeah. watch wrestling or not, everyone knows who Hulk Hogan is. Everyone knows that he was the he was the main main guy and main stuff. Guy. You know, so... Uh, <laughs> Undertaker's finishing move is the tombstone. Probably drops yeah. him on the head. You know, and... Undertaker was telling the story how Hogan's, you know, Undertaker never says how he feels about Hulk Hogan, but he strongly, I think, implies his feelings through the way he describes them. Mm. You know, wrestlers are supposed to be at the arena by 12. Undertaker gets there at 12 all the time. 
Hogan doesn't show up until around four or five. You know, but there was one day, that day that Undertaker was scheduled to beat Hogan. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan was waiting for the Undertaker to get there at twelve, and he said that Hogan told him that he's been having neck problems. You know, and he doesn't really feel comfortable taking the tombstone that yeah. night. And Undertaker's like, you know, I, I, I do the move a lot. Like I, I, um, I hold hold you snug. And he's like, I, it's fine. And then Taker said that he's walking around the arena all day, and every time he sees Hogan, Hogan just, you know, points to his neck, my neck, brother, my neck. <laughs> that was funny. You know, and and then you know they do the match, and Undertaker does the the tombstone and stuff. And the first time I heard bits and pieces of this story, I thought it was crazy because obviously I watched the match, not when it happened because I was two months old, but. I've watched it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I thought that tombstone that he did to Hogan was... There is no way of protecting kayfabe in that one because Hogan's head was like a foot away from the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, so... But that's Undertaker trying to protect Hogan because he doesn't want to... Hurt him. Hurt him. Right. You know? So he takes the move and then Undertaker says immediately, Hogan goes, Oh, you got me, brother. My neck. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Undertaker pins him. He walks out. He's staying in complete character, but now he's freaking out, right? Because yeah. he's like, "Fuck, I just, I just injured killed the golden the, yeah. goose." Well, you know, he said, "Kill the golden goose," yeah. right? He's like, "I just killed the golden goose," and he's like, "Where am I supposed to work now? I'm gonna have a reputation of being stiff. No yeah. one's gonna want to work with me." Mm-hmm. You know, and he's trying to get to Hogan, and he's like, "Where's Hulk?" And they're like, "He's in Vince McMahon's office." Undertaker instantly is just like, fuck, <laughs> definitely losing my job now. Yeah. You know, so he says he walks around and he sees Hogan on the floor and, you know, he's Super calling funny. out for the paramedics. Yeah. And then Undertaker hears him say, he's like, get my wife on the phone, brother. <laughs> you know, and Undertaker's freaking out. And then Vince's son, Shane, comes. He's like, dude, you have nothing to worry about. His head was like a foot away from the floor <laughs> and Undertaker's like no 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 I, I killed him it broke his neck whatever <laughs> and and uh, back then like they couldn't just watch it's not like YouTube now you just pull it up right away Yeah. so he had to wait six days to watch it back mm-hmm. and then he sees it and he's like hmm. <laughs> you know and then he goes and he, now he's got to confront this golden goose who yeah Went from call my wife, my dying, to showing up six days later to, to wrestle and to take his belt back because I, I think that's what this was all about. Yeah. Um, and then Undertaker confronts him and says, you know, your, your head was barely touching. nowhere near yeah. the floor. And he goes, oh, brother, you, you held me too tight. So when you hit, my neck had nowhere to go and it just jammed it up real good. <laughs> and Undertaker's like, from that moment on, he knew everything he needed to know about Hulk Hogan. Mm. And then I stood up. And just, yep. I'm not he much of a Hogan it. guy myself. So. He said it. Yeah, but it's just stories like that. It's just I think for me as a like a a fan of the business and a fan of the people that are playing these characters and stuff. It's, it's always been I like listening to wrestlers podcasts. You know, I just like hearing the behind the scenes kind of stuff. You know, so. From someone like The Undertaker that I look up to and admire so much and respect so much to, and being completely dark about his backstage stories for 
30 years it's been it, it was fun to hear he's what he was out there for about 90 minutes two hour show maybe that's but it was talking he kind of said they were going on tour with it that's why they didn't want phones so we no one would post it on the internet i think he's going to travel around to do it mm. so but it was worth it, it, was, it was would i go again probably but of course <laughs> in chicago right we'll just wait for him we're not going to drive to every city that he's touring in <laughs> just, I I'm sure he's gonna be switching stories around, mm-hmm. so I think that's especially because they're based on fans' questions and exactly. stuff. Exactly. So I just gotta sit close enough to be able to ask a question. Yeah, it was funny. Like it was funny how he was able to act under pressure. Yeah. Right. Because that, I mean, that's part. That's been one of the themes that we've been talking about, like mm-hmm. the pressure and stuff. Yep. But he has such a good way of countering anything that anything anyone that, yeah. gives them. Because people complimented him. They, you know, threw little jabs. That just a little kid asked him why he's so afraid of cucumbers and stuff. <laughs> right. You know, and he had a good, re- he had a real fun, a lot of fun with that kid too. Yeah. That question, and he messed with them for a little bit. You know, but it's just everything was just so quick. he was so quick with it. Yeah. With a lot of things, cool. you know, and that's. And then I even told you after, I was like, that's the level that I want to get to when it comes to, like, talking to people and podcasts and stuff. And it's just being able to be that quick on my feet, you know? Yeah, because people ask hard questions. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's interesting to see this people's reactions to things. Yeah. Because even just, just based on his hype man, when he first <laughs> came in, so his hype man is supposed <laughs> to go in, hype the people up. So that he can introduce the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And the poor guy comes in out of nowhere and people start booing him uh, immediately. Like, <laughs> poor kid, like two seconds in and he's already getting booed off the stage. Because they hyped him. <laughs> like, you don't need a hype man for the Undertaker. Right, it's we crazy. already hyped. Because we know his name was everywhere in that in that bar, right? It yeah. Like a big old thing that says Undertaker, and then two big old things next to it say Undertaker. Two things underneath that say Undertaker. Undertaker. I think we know what we're there for. Yep. You know, and they cut off the music that they were playing while we were waiting. Yeah. You know, so it's like, all right, he's coming out now. Right. And then the fans start an Undertaker chant, and then this guy comes out while everyone's chanting Undertaker. So it was like, of course he's going to get booed. But it was Mm -hmm. funny. And Undertaker had fun with that, too. He's like, I got a bone to pick with y'all. You guys are booing my hype man. <laughs> and it's like that is just it it complimented everything because it was just so ironic and yeah. things like that. It just is what makes him so special. Mm-hmm. He added everything. He added the comedy. And he know, said it. He's the one yeah. that said it. He was like people told him in his Hall of Fame speech that it, you know, it was part stand up comedy, it was part TED talk, it was part preacher that talks too much kind of thing. So he, I think he's Embrace retirement is someone that is as much of a fan, you know, it was it was the right time for him to stop wrestling Yeah, you know, so I think this is a good transition for him, you know, and he said he's like there's two things I love to do I love to perform for the fans in the ring And then I love sitting at the bar and talking about performing for the fans in the ring, you know So I think it I think it's a good fit for him I think he's gonna find a lot of success and he doesn't have to keep beating up his body for it So there you go. And that's what he said again that he would like to be in the in the ring again mm-hmm. resting, but his body doesn't. Yeah, his body just can't do it. Yeah, so he uses what he has, his yep. voice and his knowledge, yep. experience. So he 
He has that, and I, and I think that's where you, when you want to get to that level, you just be yourself the whole mm-hmm. way. And that was another thing that I noticed with him, like his, his, he was just like so comfortable. Yeah. And if he didn't feel comfortable, he played it up really well. Like you could never tell that this was his first time mm-hmm. because he was so good at it. Yeah. And that was just based on the UFC Hall of Fame speech, right? That, I mean UFC, I'm sorry. WWE, my bad. My bad. <laughs> okay, well, the UFC <laughs> event was around the same time. You know what? Yeah. yeah. UFC fights was on uh, Saturday, but yeah. Yeah, we did that. Went to a, it turns out we went to another opening night at, at uh, what was it called? Whiskey Whiskey River Saloon yeah. is where we went after. You're good at names. I, I can't even remember anything. Uh, don't ask me anything that we went on Saturday because I don't remember any of those. Oh, no. It's and, but, just not. No, the place was cool. <laughs> the first one we went to Friday night was pretty good. Kind of used that as a pre-game, pre-game for, for Saturday and stuff. And then Saturday, we missed breakfast. We missed breakfast. <laughs> Again. We get the... But, uh... What did we eat on Saturday? Saturday was the Waffle House. We went to the Waffle House. Oh, we went to the Waffle House. And apparently, it's such a a huge thing if you try to move from the counter, the dining counter, to a table. One dude told us, yeah, go ahead. And then we get there, and the waitress is like, you can't do that. (laughs) I don't. And she walked away and didn't come back and tell us anything. She's like, what you mean, girl? (laughs) Shit. Um, But, yeah, so after we almost got kicked out of the Waffle House, (laughs) uh, we chilled at the pool. Yeah. On Saturday, just spent a few hours there. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's not that bad. It's warm. It's kind of cloudy. Yeah, not bad. Both of us have our backs burnt. So we're crisp right now for some yeah, reason. Dude, I was so. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, I was burnt. I was like, oh, how did, how did this happen at seventy degree weather? Eighty degrees. But it's not bad. Yeah, and then Saturday we caught the UFC fights. Good fights. Yeah. Good, good fights. All, all of them except the main event. I think ended with a finish. No. Yeah. Derek Lewis got knocked out. Derek Lewis got knocked out. And Brendan Moreno won with that liver kick. Yeah, that was weird, right? I didn't think that would work. And I, you know what? I thought the guy faked it. Yeah, I thought the I thought it was a, a like kick a to low the nuts. Blow. Yeah, I, yeah. And then weird. they showed the replay. It was like, nope, that's the liver. That's the liver. So every time I talk about it in class, that liver shots are no joke. Watch that fight. He did I don't know the other job. guy's name, but. Uh, Brandon Moreno's the guy that won. Yeah, great guy. And then, and then the main event, it was nice. Landon Nunes meant business again. Yeah, I mean, the moment that first round was in. Yeah, um, she dropped Pena, what, two Pena. times in the first round? My goodness, dude, she kept falling. Like four times Sometimes total. I, even, I don't even think if this is because she got knocked out, but it was because she lost her balance. Like, she, she was still falling. Yeah, she kept throwing off balance. She didn't. I, I think she knew that she got lucky the first time. Yeah. You know, and, and this one she came came in with a little bit more fear. And Amanda came in with more confidence. And then yeah. as soon as Amanda started landing and her confidence started going up, that's when Pena's confidence dropped more. You know, but she, credit to Pena because she didn't quit. And she went I the five did, rounds with it. Exactly. That was another thing. She could have quit. Mm-hmm. Like maybe after the first round because it was already hard. Because I think She's Amanda so. caught her in a rear naked choke, I think in the fourth or fifth. It wasn't in all the way, but. Yeah, yeah. I could have tapped. Yeah, she did it. So, that bar, uh, I remember that bar. That bar was Lucky Bastards. Lucky Bastards. Or Lucky Bastards. It was Lucky Bastards. Yeah. 
Uh, the the first band that was playing was really good. Yeah. The second one that they got, mm. not so much. But Bartender was super cool. They had Angel's Envy, our yeah. whiskey of choice. Hint, yeah. hint. My birthday's coming. <laughs> oh my God, dude, your birthday's coming up. <laughs> Jeez. Um... Yeah, the bar, and then we ventured off after the UFC fights were over. Yeah. And then, don't remember any of the places we went to after. No idea. I don't think we drank at any of the other places, though. We didn't. We did all our drinking at Lucky Bastards. Yeah. And then we came back and continued the after party with <laughs> Hennessy. Hennessy. Thanks, Devin. <laughs> that was all because um, it was a gift. Yeah. And you had to finish it, according to you. We had to finish. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Not that you. Were you drank it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had to finish it. But and Sunday, chill. We spent most of Sun. Well, woke up at what? One o'clock. One. Yeah. You know the funny thing is that we were trying to wake up early enough to have breakfast here. At <laughs> we the... picked this hotel because it was free breakfast. Exactly. It's like, okay, so we get you know we wake up at a decent time, go mm-hmm. get breakfast, we come back, get, do whatever we want to yeah. do. But it's like no, one o'clock hits like ding. <laughs> and then uh, what do we have for? Oh, the chicken. Yeah, the chicken. Hot chicken. Yeah, my my cousin recommended uh, Hattie B's. Hattie Bees. Hattie Bees was the name of the place. So we got on the lift. Lift drivers here. Oh, Amazing. very nice. They will give you... The four... Oh. What do you say? 401k? No, no, 401k. 411. 411. All the info you need on what to do in Nashville. The second, the, the lift driver we had going to Hattie Bees was... She gave us, what, five different options? Yeah. And did. she saved us all day today with her she recommendation. She did, because we followed with we what We followed said. through with what she said, because... Yeah. When we got to Hattie B's, well, we told her we were born in Hattie B's, and she's like, oh, there's it's always a huge, a huge line. line. It's like, well, we'll see how bad it is. And we got there, and there's a huge line to get in. Like around the corner. Yeah. Like, that would be a good hour and 45 minutes. We were wait. we would have easily been waiting in that line just to get into the place for about an hour yeah. and a half to two hours. Yeah. You know, because we, we did wait for like 20 minutes, and we yeah. moved like two feet. <laughs> he was uh, nothing. <laughs> You know, I so didn't want to walk around the. She got the a block. cup of coffee. <laughs> she comes back. Life. She's like, "Oh, you're still here." I was like, "No." <laughs> you said you were gonna check. <laughs> I did. Just gotta check the story too. Took a stroll. She comes back with a Gucci bag in one hand, your cowboy boots. <laughs> burning, dehydration, <laughs> dying. But then uh, our Lyft driver had told us that there was another restaurant right next to Hattie B's. And they taught Hattie B's how to make the chicken. Yep. And so we kind of, I was the first one to kind of look for it. I was like, I didn't find it. And then you were supposed to go look for it. But then you came back with coffee and all the other (laughs) shit that you came back with. And then you come back. I was like, did you find the chicken place? What? The other chicken place? She's like, no, I didn't didn't see it. (laughs) I was like, you... No, for sure you didn't look. <laughs> I kind of just, yeah, I did. But then some dude came out talking about yeah. it. He asked the people in line, so we went to go find it, and we found it. Well, I asked him. Yeah. Because like, he, he was just telling everybody that they didn't have to wait that long. Yeah, because there's a shorter line over yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went nice there. Guy, see? Yeah. Another nice person. We went there instead, had the chicken. It was delicious, by the way. A lot God. of chicken, Jesus. I like, usually finish chicken like that and the chicken tenders they gave four chicken tenders they were huge, huge. i only got through two yeah 
and then a big old thing sandwich. of fries. You had the chicken sandwich. Your chicken sandwich was looked small. So My chicken like, sandwich was one like one chicken tender. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I was like, here, you can have another chicken tender. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so sad. But then they gave you so much fries. Yeah, they gave a lot of fries. I couldn't finish the fries either. It's just too much. Um, but. And then we went to the second recommendation that our Lyft driver gave us, yeah. going to Prince's Alley. Prince's Alley. It's an actual alley. It's an actual alley. Again, it looks yeah. sketchy. It look, oh, my God. You walk by and there's homeless people. Mm -hmm. And then there's just some creepy dude just staring at everybody. Yeah. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. But then she told us, she's like, you know, if you like jazz or blues music, you should go down to Printer's Alley. And she was right. And then we spent most of the afternoon at that one uh, blues bar. Yeah, we did. Uh, I actually tipped her. And did you? Yeah, because I liked her. Yeah, she, she was, was good. really nice. Yeah. Oh, you liked her because she complimented your hat. She did. <laughs> but she complimented her. Yeah, she was really nice. <laughs> but you know what? She gave us a great yeah. suggestion. Yeah, because that place was... Uh, the, the singers were... Uh, Kenneth... What's his last name? I already forgot. <laughs> Kenneth Cole. I don't know. Uh, what's... Uh, uh, right. There you go. Kenneth Wright. Kenneth Wright and then... I don't know. That's okay. Robert Ar Arthur? Arthur? No, he was really good on the guitar. That the second guy. But they but, fit so well. Again, they were like... They, they had a great balance because one of them was more quiet and the other one was the talkative yeah. one. And the funny... I mean, he was funny, but yeah. the other one was a good guitarist. Yeah, he was really good on the guitar. Talented, that you guy. Know, but we, we were there for a few hours. We were there until they left, too. Yeah. We got to shake his hand. Gave yeah. me his email, so he's gonna send me a CD. He says we were easily the youngest people there. Yeah, I mean he acknowledged and us. He, yeah, says that we were probably the only two genuine. We had genuine smiles. smiles. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was happy to be there. I told yeah. you like the blues make me feel happy because mm -hmm. they have such a nice tone. Yeah, and his voice was great. Yeah, he sounded really good. He said you wanted to beat him. Or yeah, you wanted I, I, I want to grow old like him yeah i'm banking on one once i can't you know do mma anymore because i'm so old that my voice will be so withered from the whiskey that right. i'd be able to start my my blues career <laughs> at mm. 60 years old so that's what i'm banking on for the future that's all <laughs> learn how to play that guitar yeah i gotta get on that <laughs> you gotta get on that yeah. i've been i've been trying for like 15 years to learn how to play the guitar and then I learned a little bit. I was able to play a few songs in high school. Yeah. But then... What happened? I stopped playing it, and then I got a guitar. What, Carla gave me a guitar, I think, two years ago for yep. Christmas? And I picked it up for a day. I went through some stuff. I got a song. You got a song? I got a song in again, and then I haven't touched it since. <laughs> That's but, funny. No, but that I, I really enjoyed that place. It was, it was a good change in tempo, because... The other bars, you know, the, the bands are good, but it gets pretty re repetitive. Yeah. We heard, like, the same song, like, six times. And yeah. I guess that's that's the risk you take in, like, bar hopping. Like, if you obviously stick to the same band, they're not going to play the same song twice, but we kept going from bar to bar. That was, I guess, one thing that we didn't really remember, yeah. that because they're different bands, they are going to play similar songs. Yeah. It's not like the clubs in Chicago where you can just go to one club, it has this type of music, mm -hmm. another club, it has this type of yeah. music. You know, it does, it's not like that. And this was exactly that. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, I got a limit. Yeah. So, 
But the, the blues and the... Because he played blues, a little bit of country. Yeah. That was a good change in tempo, but... The two introverts that you guys are listening to were peopled out by, by the I, time we were done with yeah, it. Yeah, we've been with too many people. And then we just... We, we t- ordered a pizza to go and came back to the room. We watched The Suicide Squad. Scary some movie. pizza. And, uh... Yeah, yeah, we finished our night with a podcast. Mm-hmm. An ice cream. An ice cream. Because you can never go wrong with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way of finishing that, a vacation. Yeah, that, that was, that's the Nene one woman show. You can never go wrong with ice cream. Can Drop never. the mic. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and just lock out. <laughs> with your ice cream. There you go. That was a good trip. His little getaway. A little getaway, and I'm driving back to Chicago in the morning. Go back to. Back to reality again. Reality. But. See now you're feel now you're more refreshed. Your mind was the one that needed some refreshment. Mm-hmm. We just talked about that a few podcasts ago. Yep. How, you know, the the pressure that you put on yourself and just dealing with the every everyday stresses of life. Yeah. And then this came along, so I think this is a good way of just. It was like we had no plans. We didn't we just ventured off and saw what. Yeah. Like you said, that our Lyft drivers told us what to do today. Yeah, pretty much. But she, I'm telling you, it was like it was just it was meant to be. Yeah. We didn't have a plan for the day mm-hmm. and any other day. We just like okay, we'll just go with the flow. Yeah. Whatever comes up. Yeah. But it's back to reality. Um, I will, did not take a lot. I think Nanny took some pictures, so I'll get some of that, and then you can always see them on her Patreon. Patreon.com. We got some some anyway. good content for you guys. Yeah. Some ridiculousness too. Oh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, patreon.com slash Nene MMA and YouTube. And then I'm yeah. on all social media platforms. Taz MMA underscore fitness. Where I'll post a few little things that I got. I didn't take a lot of pictures this time around. Yeah. Um but yeah. We we'll did see. It. We've been following SummerSlam last year. We went to Vegas for SummerSlam, and this year we didn't come. We didn't go to SummerSlam, but SummerSlam was here in Nashville too. So let's see. Maybe SummerSlam's in Miami next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll see. we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. Talk to back you guys. to back to normal next week, guys. So thank you guys for listening to to us this week, and we'll see you back. Goodbye. Good night. Good morning.